interesting. Here I am at home. Just pulled into the parking lot. It is about 2 a.m. Just got done catering an event in Concord and uh, then drove the two hours back home to Apex. It is uh, Friday, I guess now. No, no, no. It's not even Friday. It's now Sunday morning. Um, the U.S. Mid Amateur ended Thursday, but Kayla and I came back Tuesday night, basically Wednesday morning. We we flew out at uh, 1 a.m. Wednesday morning. So our U.S. Mid-Am adventure ended quite early, uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, a week ago, were the two stroke play rounds, and before that were the two practice rounds at Colorado Golf Club and Common Ground Golf Course. And uh, if you looked up the scores, uh, or are looking them up right now, you would see that I played very poorly. <laughs> you would see that my scores did not reflect the scores of a good golfer. <laughs> uh, I shot on Saturday at Colorado Golf Club, I shot an 80, and on Sunday at Common Ground, I shot an 88. Uh... Yeah, so that, that, uh, those were not good scores, uh, in the scheme of the, uh, the competitors in the tournament. Uh, the, the courses were very, very difficult for me. I was not prepared to, uh, perform well on courses like that. Uh, they were very, very firm. Uh, the greens, the greens were very, very firm and fast, and and it was it was windy and the it was long. It was a lot of it was a lot of long irons and required a lot of drivers for me, and it required hitting really good drives and uh, being able to hit things accurately and you know uh, just a lot of fine tuned parts of my game that. Um, are not finely tuned right now for me. So the the way I was playing led to a lot of uh, disappointment in the middle of the rounds. The first round was was pretty good. Colorado Golf Club was l multiple levels more difficult than Common Ground, even though I shot eight shots better. But um, it still led to a lot of disappointment, despite how difficult they were, uh, and despite how well I played um, compared to how I might should have played. I really maybe I don't know uh, at Colorado. I really felt like I, on the one hand, I felt like I could have scored better. Than I did, and on the other hand, I really am grateful with how well I scored. Uh, 
Um, considering I've really only been practicing hard for the last month, and by hard I mean like playing two or three times a week, uh, which is a lot more than normal for me lately. But anyway, I, I, uh, regardless of how I should have played in those two rounds, I still held myself to a really high standard, and that standard, uh, I guess those expectations led to a lot of resentment. Uh, you've heard the phrase, expectations are resentment in the, resentments in the making, or at least I've heard that phrase, and I think it's really, really accurate, and it's kind of one of my core beliefs that the higher the expectations you have uh, about yourself or of of uh, of what you expect to be able to do is um, the higher likelihood that you'll be disappointed or the higher likelihood that you'll resent yourself or resent your circumstances. Kind of like uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Uh, the, the bigger your expectations are, the harder, the more it hurts when you don't live up to them. And that's kind of a, a cynical view, like aim low so that you won't be disappointed when you miss it. You know, like you'll never disappoint yourself. Um, and I don't think it comes from that. I don't think it comes from a cynical point of view to have low expectations so you don't disappoint yourself. I think it comes from, um, it's sometimes I'm real. I'm able to really put a, put a good finger on it. And then sometimes I'm not, I think right now is one of those times I'm not able to explain it very well. Um, but I know that when I go into a tournament with expectations that are low, with um, with a perspective of I'm just gonna see how I play. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play, and whatever the result is, it just is. It doesn't have any kind of value. It doesn't kind of it doesn't have any. Uh, there's no weight to the result. It's when I hit a shot, it's just a shot. Like the ball is literally just going where it's going and I didn't expect it to go somewhere and therefore I'm not therefore it doesn't matter where it went because I didn't have any preconceived notion. I had a I had a want like uh, I I would like the ball to go there, but really, it's okay if it doesn't. It's uh, I don't expect it to, and I don't expect it not to. It's a really it's kind of a an existential kind of feeling of like not not caring where the ball goes, not not even desiring for a ball to go somewhere. It's just... 
man, is it is it hard? Is it a hard thing to define, and which makes for a really terrible uh, thing to try to coach, to try to teach to a player. Like, how do I, how do I, not be disappointed when things go wrong? And my, I don't have a great answer because I, I, despite what I was able to learn for myself, I, I, uh, I've never really been able to put good terms to it. Maybe I could go back in some journal entry that I wrote, uh, some years ago that really put a pen in it, but I don't know, I I just know that defining expectations is, is just a really difficult thing to do that I've never been able to do. When I, I can remember one shot that I hit, uh, it was, maybe it was in the Wake County Amateur, or maybe in a qualifier for uh, a Carolinas Golf Association event. I remember, I believe it was on the 17th hole. It's a par five. What's that golf course? Oh, man. Something hollow. The Wake County Am. You can look it up, the golf course that it is. Something hollow. Maybe not. Maybe not. But anyway, the 17th hole, the second shot is... It's a par five, so the, and the second shot is kind of an all carry. Uh, if you're going for the green, it's an all carry over water uh, to this kind. Of, I mean, it's basically an island. There's kind of mounds to the left, but the front and right and back right are surrounded by water. So if you don't hit a, a good shot or like a a quality strike. It'll come up short and it'll go in the water. If you can't fly it to the front edge of the green, uh, you go in the water. But I remember walking up to the ball, you know, shooting the yardage, uh, shooting the yardage, and like I want to land it here. Uh, this is the club that it would take to get to that spot. But then, like, l- just this complete. Uh, physical and emotional and spiritual uh, just wave came over me that I just, I didn't care what, where the shot went. And just simply like floated to the ball, hit the ball, watch the ball fly and watch the ball like i just dunk right in the water <laughs> and uh you expect the end of a story where you're like floating to the ball and you're in the zone and you feel nothing and uh it's you're just living in the moment you expect it to be a good shot you expect that kind of story to end with a like you hit it to two feet and made eagle no i literally watched the ball splash in the water and feeling absolutely nothing like 
I hit the ball and I knew I didn't hit it great, but I just I just didn't care and I saw the ball and I I I knew I I knew in my bones that ball is going in the water and I don't care. I don't it doesn't matter. Like I didn't expect the ball to be good and since my expectations were zero, it didn't matter where the ball went. And like that it's not a it's not a good story because it's not like no one would ever say how do i suck and not care about it but then i say that but like i had a session with a with a player yesterday well it's sunday the session was on friday it's 2 a.m. sunday the session was friday afternoon And, uh, she was like, I said, okay, you've got me. I drove out to your course. What do you want from me? Like, what do you want to know? Like, you're paying me for this session. Um, what do you want to know? I'm here. Like, ask me what you need to know. She said, I just want to know how to like stay positive when things are going terrible. Like when I'm when it seems like nothing's going right, how do I stay positive? And that, like, it kind of hit me, like, right uh, in the gut because I was just coming off playing golf in the U.S. Mid-Am where it seemed like literally nothing could go right during the tournament. And... I wasn't able to answer her question for a couple holes. We were out playing on the course, or she was playing, and, you know, I was uh, watching her play. And I was not able to answer her question. And I don't know how she felt about me not being able to answer. Like, what's this chump that that calls himself a coach? He's not even able to answer. And it took me a while to think... Like, what's a good way to answer this? And, you know, I get in my own head of, like, what would be a professional coach thing to say in this moment? Like, what would inspire her to really, like, what would change the way she thought about golf? And I I want to affect her by some profound thing. And that's a fault of mine, and I I should be human about it. I should be uh, real and speak from experience, but I, I didn't want to like blurt out the first thing that came to mind. I wanted to think about it for a sec. So I was like, okay, hmm, that's a, that's interesting. Cause I, uh, I know how you feel because I just experienced this. Nothing was going right. So how the heck do you stay positive? I didn't stay positive. I can't claim to have conquered this, uh, ability. So who am I to try to answer your question? But I'll try. I, I've i been able to in the past. Uh, I've been able to play terrible and be completely okay with it. Um, and, and I didn't go the route of saying bottom out your expectations and therefore you can't, you can't ever be disappointed. 
if you don't have any expectations for yourself. I didn't go that route. I've, I think I've talked to her about that before. And that one's a little heady. Like, it's not the most practical advice. It's not like... Sorry about that. It's not the most, like, three quick tips to to be more positive on the golf course. It one's, That one's a little more heady that you kind of have to experience on your own, I feel like. I feel like every player can bottom out their expectations and, like, really just be in the shot and and execute the shot to the best of your abilities and truly not care about the result. And I feel like that's the place every golfer should be. But that one, that's kind of a experiential thing. So after a couple holes of thinking about it, I, I told her, okay, this is what I want you to do in your next tournament, which happens to have been yesterday, Saturday, and uh, today she'll be playing her second round Sunday. So the session being Friday, I said, okay, so the next two days, I want you to treat this tournament like a test. She's in high school. So uh, it's very close to her personal experience of a test where you can't use your book, you can't use your notes, you sit down at a desk and you take a test. And what you know is what you know. You can't change how much you know for this test. And this test is simply testing, literally testing what you know and what you've studied. And uh, no matter what your score is, you can't aff- you can't you can't affect what you know during the test. So you take your test and you get your score back. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had like a really like crummy cold for like a week and a half. Um, it might make my voice sound kind of nice and smooth and raspy. Anyway. Uh, so you get the score back from your test and it's a 58 you know you bombed it like bad score and she's like i would be i would be so frustrated if i got a 58 and you know she's of course like of course you would be frustrated but this test is simply uh a literal test of what you know of how much you studied and Uh, your score indicates how much you know and how well you studied. And unlike school, once you take a test and you fail, you can't take it again. In golf, you can. Like, this tournament that you're playing will not be your last tournament. There will be another tournament. Whether it, this was the end of Q school or this was the, uh, the the final tournament of your summer or the first match of your high school uh, season or the second round of the whatever tournament you're playing in, there will be another one. Golf is that way. You can play until you're 130 years old. 
You can always play in another tournament. No one's ever going to stop you from playing a tournament. You can always find one to play in. So once this test is over, you can see clearly, okay, this, these things I did well, these things I did poorly. So these are the things that I don't need to work on necessarily right now. And these are the things I do need to work on right now. So now... Between now and my next test, also uh, aka my next tournament, these are the things that I need to work on. And it's it's as simple as that. This tournament tells you, okay, I drove the ball really well, I hit my irons well, but my chipping wasn't great, and my speed control on my putting was average, was mediocre. And it resulted in this score. And score aside, whatever about the score, I, I told her not even to worry about that. This tournament is simply a test about how your game is. And and that's like that was my response to when things are going terrible, how can I stay positive? And I think that's actually how it can be done. Like uh Instead of getting your head wrapped up in the result, in the score, in everything going perfectly, this tournament round is just a test of how of how good you are of, or of how not good you are, of how not good you are. And it's it's simply uh, is what it is. It's not it doesn't have any emotion to it. It's just it's just a. Uh, there's another word besides test I'm looking for, but it's just a it just simply spits out uh an equation of of your game. Like your game is x and okay, I'm not even going to try to get into math. I'm terrible at math. How you play results in this score or I think I'm getting off track. Try to hang in there with me. How you play results shows you the things you're good at and the things you're bad at. And therefore, that's what you do going forward. You work on your game accordingly. So the next tournament that you play in, between the tournament that you just played in and the next one, you practice and you, or you study. Uh, and you work on your short game and you work on your putting. And your next tournament... You see uh, your driving was just as good. Your irons weren't quite as good. You didn't give them a whole lot of attention. Your chipping was better. And your speed control was a little better. You had four three-putts instead of five. And you can, like, these statistics literally tell you you improved here, you got worse here. Overall, it was a little better. And it's simply a test. Like, it's not positive or negative. Uh, it's just... It just is what it is. And it's it's not emotional. It's... Uh, your game is just what it is as a result of how much you practice. And, like, there's no... There's nothing to be positive or negative about when you're just on this... Uh, track of improvement you just want to get better 
and you don't care about your score along the way. You just have this goal of this is how good I want to be. So this tournament right here doesn't doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if I finish 60th or 2nd or I win by 8. That doesn't matter. I'm testing how my game is between here and where I want to be. And until you get to where you want to be, tournaments are just tests of your practice. And that that allows you to show up to a tournament not worrying about uh, your swing technique or your, uh, your speed on putts. You're simply like spinning, like you've been winding up your uh, spinny top and finally you can let it go for the tournament and however it spins is how it spins you're not worried about trying to spin it faster in the middle of it you're just you're you're letting your game result how it results and and it's just it's simply that simple you practice 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 uh and then you play and you see how your practice was and then you practice, 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 and then you play and see how your practice was. And it's it's like uh, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And over time, you improve. And sometimes it's two steps forward, three steps back. And you're like, okay, wow, I'm really like, I really didn't improve because that test showed me that I, I'm really not where I want to be. And that's what tournaments are. They test you. And I think that's a way to quote unquote stay positive in the middle of a tournament that's going poorly because it's like, okay, this isn't going poorly. It changes your whole perspective of what poorly means. You don't care that the round is going this way. You're just, you can say, wow, I can, I, my driving is this way and I want it to be this way. And thank goodness for this tournament showing me how my driving is. Or thank goodness for this tournament showing me that the speed control on my putting is way off. I need to improve. I wouldn't know that without this test, without this tournament. So now, before my next tournament, before my next test, I'm going to study. I'm going to practice this one thing. And I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to pour everything I can into my practice. I'm going to make it hard. That way, the next tournament that rolls around feels easy. And I'm going to test how hard I practiced. I'm going to test how well I practiced. I'm going to test what I practiced. And it makes your practice so much more valuable. And it makes your tournaments so much less pressure. And it kind of flips the whole script. Like everybody's practice is low pressure and tournaments are high pressure. Now, with with this mindset, your practice is high intensity, high pressure. It, you're grinding, you're studying, you're working hard, you're working with an instructor, you're working with a coach, you're working with a mental coach. You're doing the right things. You're like analyzing how you're practicing and you're spending your time well. You're not wasting time. And then when you get to the tournament, it's like, man, I've been working hard. This seems easy. Like, I can relax and just see how my game is. And it's it's simple. It simplifies it. And instead of tournaments being the end of the world, like, if I don't do well in this tournament, it's all over. 
and it builds up all this pressure, it takes it all away. And yeah, there's like external pressures of like, you want to get into a college and you want to impress your dad and you want to, you want to not disappoint. But all of those things are external and they, they have nothing to do with you and your track of progress. And as long as you stay focused on your track of progress and your goal and meeting your goals and you're internally motivated and you own your own game and you're able to stay focused on your plan, those external things don't matter. They can all fall away and you can like do what it do what needs to be done to to get to reach your goal. And that's Practice, 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 practice really hard and really focused and really well and the right things and not wasting time and then relaxing for a tournament and seeing how it goes. And this is the track that I know worked for me and I think you can kind of conceive that it would work. Like this this mentality does work and it kind of takes the like wrangling of the the control over the result it takes that out of your hands you're able to let go in a tournament and just like as my friend uh casey used to say he told me one time and this really really helped me he said let your talent take over i think that's what he said casey if you're listening i'm sorry if that's not actually what you said but the the point still still stands when you're in a tournament just let your talent do its thing. Just, he also used to say this phrase, just be. Just, just let go. Let your practice show where your game is. And then you can take the day after the tournament and analyze how it went. And say, alright, I, I need to work on these things. So I think you get it. This is how I would tell someone to stay positive uh, when things are quote-unquote going terribly because it changes what going terribly even means. So I think uh, I think that could help you. Uh, yeah. Let me know if it does help you. I want to know, like, I want to know if what I'm saying can help you or if you, want, if you even try it. Um, if you feel like reaching out to me, I'm... I've been on Twitter a lot lately, uh, at Josh Luke Nichols. You can certainly reach out to me there. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I like to hear when when players uh, actually try the things I say and and how it if it helps if it hurts. Um, believe it or not, people have actually said to me that the things that I say helped them, um, and I I. I think that's true because I come at it from a point of personal experience where it did help me. And what I was able to learn through my work with Robert Lemville at Precision Golf School and uh, how much he was able to help me and how much he was able to shift my perspective. And um, these weren't all things that I realized on my own, sitting, pondering, staring at a lake. Uh, although some of them were like literally I just was in my head and thinking and like and listening to lots of other perspectives 
but uh, Robert really, truly was the biggest factor in this. And his work is, uh, has helped so many players. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can, you can, like, I can say these things with full confidence because I know they affected me and they actually helped me get better and, uh, and play the game that I love with more enjoyment. And it's not something you can ever, like, truly, like, grab and have forever because, as you know, I don't. I'm still frustrated when things don't go well, but uh, it's it's always a work in progress. And I'm, I take what I learned from US Mid-Am and work on it going forward. And I, I need to do my own kind of analysis of my how I played and my mentality and, and use that test as a, uh, to adjust my plan of how to go forward. So I look forward to you trying it, and I look forward to you uh, reaching out to me. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you subscribed. And uh, you could listen to more. This is uh, the Mental Golf Show on your favorite podcast player. So uh, thank you for listening, and this has been 2.30 a.m. with uh, Josh Nichols. (laughs) All right, catch you guys later.